Hello and welcome to Ken Griffey's Grotesquely Swollen Jaw, the podcast following my journey trying to get more involved into baseball, one major league team at a time. Now joining me today, it's my very good friend, Jason Mahoney, who's the first guest on the podcast who I've met in person. We've we met many times and hopefully some of my other guests I will go on to meet. But Jason, you're the first old friend to join. So Jason, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you very much, Stu. been hoping to talk to you about baseball for a long time and basically share baseball and our only Canadian team, the Toronto Blue Jays, from a Canadian perspective. So hopefully your listeners can enjoy and learn a little bit more about how the Jays are very, a very uh, Canadian staple in uh, in our country. Yes, that's what I'd most like to. Well, let's start with that, Jason. So, you are from uh, your. You live in Toronto now, of course. That's how how we know each other. But you are from 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 the countryside, um, just out outside of Toronto, but within Ontario. So, tell us about how you got into baseball as, as a kid and why baseball and not football or basketball, for example, or maybe you're into all those sports as well. Yeah, so I grew up um, in a sports background, playing a lot of different sports. Hockey was the first sport I had played, but obviously being Canadian, hockey is basically in in our blood. But I also started uh, playing baseball, softball when I was about seven years old. I... Uh, my town had like a small league, came from a small town, so it was like a lot of like um, small like softball teams mm-hmm. uh, and community building. So played softball pretty young when I was like seven, you know, when you have like, they have like those tee things and you set the ball up rather than someone pitching it to you and you hit the ball. Okay, nice. That, that kind of like softball, like really minor, you know, minor softball which then uh, it was called a softball because the, the, the ball is bigger than an actual baseball. Yeah. So that was the difference. And actually softball is basically the same sport as baseball, but the pitching concept, they throw underhand pitches mm-hmm. and the ball is bigger. My first time seeing a baseball game was like on TV watching with my uncles, some of them who are um, Jays fans. Uh, the first time I had went to the uh, a Blue Jays game was in 2006, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, an element, it was a um, an elementary school trip, and we uh, went down to Toronto for a uh, Blue Jays game versus the Baltimore Orioles in uh, 2006, and that's when both teams were pretty average uh, teams. And I still remember the Jays won seven to one that game. That was the first time I had went to the Rogers Center, then Sky and uh, Skydome. And uh, yeah, so that's interesting. So that's maybe because you've still living in in Toronto. A lot of the the British guests I've had on my podcast so far, they've not remembered their first game because it's been such a a unique event. But for you, of course, living still living in Ontario, it's something you remember more so the, the players who played in that game against the Orioles in 2006 were they legends of, of the team or was in the mid-2000s how successful were the team in, in general <clears throat> so the Jays uh in the mid-2000s they had their 
um, different eras as every team does. They go up and up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the 2000 to 2009 uh, seasons, they were compared to the rest of the league, they were an average team. So they would be sometimes their seasons would be 10 wins above uh, winning percent, like a winning percentage, mm-hmm. and above a losing, 10 below a losing season. And in baseball, to make the playoffs, you have to have a really good record to even make the playoffs. So yeah, at least sixty percent winning, would you say? Is that, is that the average, or even higher to make the playoffs? Uh, it's, it's even higher. So there's there's uh, it goes off a of wild card system. So mm-hmm. only I believe eight teams made out of thirty make the playoffs. So there's a lot of really good teams that, that don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So at this point, the Jays were about in probably an, uh, an average team, like 81 mm-hmm. wins, 81 losses, kind of. Uh, they did have a few Hall of Famers uh, okay. uh, at that time in 2006. Uh, notably, um, I guess their only Hall of Famer actually was uh, Roy Holiday. He... He's a very famous Blue Jays pitcher. Sadly, he had passed away in a, a tragic helicopter uh, accident uh, about a decade ago. But he so that was a- after his playing career, so he wasn't was, an active player at the time. He, uh, I believe he was with the Philadelphia Phillies okay. slightly after that. I don't particularly remember, but it was when he was in his like his early like 40s mm-hmm. so it was like a it was like a tragedy and he had played his uh whole basically his whole career with the jays except for i believe one or two seasons his nickname was uh the doctor he was what was the blue jays like ace so he'd be he was one of the best pitchers across the whole league so um whenever he was pitching for the jays they had a really good chance of winning so I believe he actually pitched that game too, which is kind of why they only gave up one run. I no. correctly. Yeah. So he he was your childhood hero. I mean, but before that very first game, you were watching him on on TV with your uncles every week or every day. Or how did you follow the Blue Jays as a kid, other than those school trips to to the Rogers Center? Yeah. So uh, the Blue Jays are broadcast uh, through Sportsnet, which is a a Canadian sports channel that covers that has the broadcasting rights to the Blue Jays. So they'd always be playing games on Sportsnet and you'd always get the games through cable. So we'd always be watching uh watching the Jays games and back then um my uncles would receive the Toronto Sun newspaper okay. like and back then where they had all the stats in the newspaper. So you could see, like, uh, you could follow the teams, like, through the newspaper and that. So uh, watching, so whenever, like, Roy Holiday was pitching, it was always, like, it's, you know, great that the Blue Jays are on in the summer. So they have all the attention of a kid in the summer. Whereas Mm -hmm. when the Leafs and Raptors are playing in the same time in the fall and winter, they're not playing in the summer. So the Jays have all the attention. So as a kid, a lot of kids got into baseball that way. Mm-hmm. So how often were your team? So first of all, did your team have a, a really cool North American style name? What, what was the name of the team you played for? Oh, God. They were uh, basically like the, 
uh, Tweed Softball something. Okay, so not the Tweed Tweed Tornadoes or the Tweed No, no, Tweed Tigers. From what I remember, they didn't have a uh, a name. It was such a small town, but uh, (laughs) but so did anybody from that era go on to play in the minor leagues or the major leagues? Even who? How? What was the standard of? Of baseball and softball in in Tweed back in the, the mid two thousands, um, basically just a just a, a community sport. Um, baseball has grown significantly in mm-hmm. in Canada, like all throughout Canada. So now more than ever, there are Canadians in the in the in MLB mm-hmm. that are that have had really. Uh, really good careers. Uh, some Canadians have played for the Blue Jays, like Russell Martin, mm-hmm. who's a catcher for them when they went to the playoffs in the 2015 season. Um, Justin Morneau, who played with the Minnesota Twins. Joey Votto had a long career with the Cincinnati Reds. So uh, a lot of like baseball in like small towns, Canada, even big towns in Canada, have successfully made uh, major league baseball and made their impact on on the game i don't personally know any uh like blue jays like as like professors <laughs> like from canada but uh baseball has grown significantly in in canada the past definitely the past 20 years and the jays have had a big impact on that yeah so what's what always it interested me is um so for those for those listeners who who don't know, Jason and myself used to work together at the at the CN Tower, so we would see see several times in the summer that whole Bremner Boulevard and the Steam Whistle Brewery covered in blue. So people coming from all over Canada to support Canada's national team, essentially. So what's your? I mean, for me, I, even though I, I I worked there, I was only only passing through. So for you, as a a true true Canadian, do you feel that the Blue Jays are Canada's national team would you would you agree with that they are yeah um <clears throat> they're very similar to the raptors in the sense that they are the only two teams in their leagues that are represented by canada in the nhl we have seven canadian teams in major league baseball for example the blue jays came into the league in 1977 mm-hmm. they also there was also the Montreal Expos that played in the major leagues as well until 2005 when they went to Washington. So the Blue Jays are one have one of the most popular fan bases in the majors, and you get fans from all over uh, America and other parts of Canada that come to Toronto to specifically see the Blue Jays. Uh, the Blue Jays have a lot of fans out west where the mm-hmm. Seattle Seattle Mariners play. Mm-hmm. So a lot of Blue Jays fans in British Columbia uh, come specifically to Toronto to see the Blue Jays play. And a lot of Blue Jays fans will go down to Seattle to watch the Blue Jays when they play the Seattle Mariners, who are also in the, in the American League. So it really, you see it on TV and in, in, in the different stadiums, Blue Jays fans are everywhere uh, showing up to help to, to support the Blue Jays in other stadiums. Here in the Rogers Center, regardless of how good or not good they're doing, they always get one of, I believe, one of the highest 
average attendances of any of the major league teams. So uh, Canadians and Tritonians do come out and support the Jays every season. Yeah, I've always found that interesting. So you mentioned the Jays fans in British Columbia using T-Mobile Park in, in Seattle as their home ground. So it's not as if there's any resentment that Canada's team are in Toronto and not Montreal or, or Vancouver. So has there been any discussion about getting a major league franchise in any of the other big major uh, Canadian cities? Or is it sort of accepted that Toronto is the entertainment capital of of Canada? And if you want to see baseball, you've got to be a Blue Jays fan. So I would say that with uh, the major four sports leagues always looking at expanding like the NHL has to Las Vegas and Seattle recently uh, or the NFL moving uh, moving uh, both the Oakland Raiders and recently the Oakland Athletics to Las Vegas mm-hmm. there's always expansion and there has been talk of there's always talk of the teams like an MLB team returning to specifically Montreal. Now, mm-hmm. the stadium has to, wherever it is, has to meet Major League Baseball requirements and obviously an investment from the city. I think there is uh, a great sports vibe in the city of Montreal. Getting sports events there myself. So I would love to see the Montreal uh, get the Expos as, as a team or a new MLB team back. I think that Canadians themselves, I don't think there's any, there won't be any animosity there from the Blue Jays. It's competition is good for like different different sports. So to create a rivalry like that again would Mm -hmm. only increase the popularity of baseball and be good for, to grow the game more in Canada. Mm-hmm. So since you've moved from from Tweed to to Toronto um, uh, over ten years ago, or uh, from from I re- remember rightly, so how often do you go to to the Rogers Centre? Is it an annual tradition? Is it a, a monthly tradition? Or how how often are you down there at the ballpark? So I try to go as often. Uh, I try to go as often as I can. I would I would say probably six to eight. I was supposed to say six to eight games a season, mm-hmm. like maybe one every two months or so. It's it's got it's it has increased in in the price as things do, but it's still considered the most affordable. Um, sports game to go to with friends as opposed to a Leafs or Raptors game. So you could also get good tickets for, you know, let's say 30, 40 Canadian dollars and just have a good time at the ball, at the ballpark. Uh, doesn't matter really who's playing. It's just a good family activity to go to this year. Actually the Rogers center uh, did new renovations. Mm-hmm. So now the outfield, they have, they took out some seats and there's kind of like a patio restaurant 
kind of style where people can enjoy the game in a different, I, I like a different experience. Mm-hmm. They so also, how, how would you sort of yeah de- describe the Roger Center? Because of course the the two of us and, and another close friend of ours did that um, stadium tour um, many years ago now. Uh, it seems like, um, but the perception of, of the Roger Center was that because it's a municipal facility, it, it had been used by the Argonauts and for other sporting events as well. It wasn't as traditional a baseball uh, ballpark as uh, other places. Would you say that these renovations that have happened since 2017 when I was last there, have they improved the baseball experience, would you say, now that the Argonauts have been kicked out? Uh, yes. I mean, yes and no, in the sense that the Rogers Center was I think the first stadium in North America wanted them to have a retractable roof. That, so that was a unique concept at the time mm-hmm. when it was built in 1989 that uh, was a blueprint for other stadiums to uh, follow suit in that stadiums that were built afterwards, whether it be MLB stadiums in America or, stadi- or stadiums in Europe for soccer. Uh, so they the stadium itself is considered i guess old by like like mlb uh like standards Mm -hmm. in the sense that the retractable roof is great because you can't play baseball in the rain so it prevents rain delays from happening which other stadiums don't if you know they have rain delays uh, they also play on artificial turf rather than grass, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, how the renovations have, I guess, impacted the the fan experience. Uh, I guess this was designed for like people to more enjoy the game, kind of with their friends in a different setting, rather rather than focusing solely on the game itself. So it could be in the knowledge that, well, if you're not there to watch the game as it should, and you increase the prices on stuff, it takes away kind of from the fan like experience. But at the same time, you also see a lot of fans that, you know, aren't diehard baseball fans. They'll go, it's more of like an enjoyable thing uh, like outing for families to do. Yeah, there's a I summer, there's, as you say, it's that summer experience, I guess, with with the, you I mentioned guess, the Leafs yeah, and I the guess. Raptors, you can't really do that. Just as a casual fan, you've got to be really involved in those sports because there's less of them and, and the prices are higher. Oh, yeah, the prices have definitely, have definitely uh, increased uh, significantly. Back in the early 2000s, they had what was called a uh, toonie Tuesdays for your listeners. <laughs> uh, a toonie is basically a $2 coin. So you could spend $2 and get a seat up in the, uh, up in the upper, upper levels. Yeah. Now it's like $25 for the same <laughs> seat. So things have definitely changed whether they are a better team or not. Just, mm-hmm. But it, it's still yet to be seen, I guess, on how that new those new renovations are affecting the fan experience. So um, in terms of 
that fan experience. So what can fans be expecting this season? When I spoke about the Blue Jays before on the pod, Blue Jays have a good chance at the World Series this year. So now that the season's a couple of months in, would you agree with that? Are they living up to that potential? So they are basically, they are currently, they're currently average in this season. So right now they have a record of about of 26 and 23. So they just came off a five game losing streak. Okay. But they beat Tampa Bay last night, which is the top team in the majors, mm-hmm. uh, 20 to one, which is the biggest dif- like run differential this season. Uh, but they're still, they have a winning record, but they're currently last in their division. So the American League East, which consists of the New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox, Tampa Bay Rays, Baltimore Orioles, and the Toronto Blue Jays is considered the toughest division in baseball Mm -hmm. compared to the others. So the Jays actually overall have the 11th best record out of the 30 teams so far, but they're last in their division. And the division counts the most when you get a wild card spot yeah. or if you win win the division to, to get into a playoff spot. So it's still early, but they are still considered a World Series favorite, namely because of the success they've had in like last year um, in acquiring their young talent, like Vladimir mm-hmm. Guerrero Jr. Uh, and uh, Alex Minot and some of the other um, young core they have now that they've been able to come together to have successful seasons. So it's predicted they'll have a, a good winning season, hopefully mm-hmm. over 90 wins. Uh, but they have a really tough division, so they got to win those key games in those series against those other teams in that division to have a chance to make the playoffs yeah. in the World Series. So why is that division so tough? Is it just coincidence, just the way things go? Or how often, if ever, do they change divisions? I think in in the history of the American League East, it's always been a tough division. Mm-hmm. So back in the early 2000s up till now, the Yankees and Red Sox are two of the most popular teams. And there's in baseball, there's really no salary cap. So teams that have big payrolls like the Yankees and Red Sox mm-hmm. can attract bigger free agents. They can spend a lot more money on on contracts. Uh, and the Tampa Tampa Bay Rays, who are a small market team but very successful, just have a great core of players. And Baltimore had a really good season turnaround last year. So it's always been a tough division. That's why the Jays have only won it. Uh, not that many times in their in their uh, history, so it's always been it's always been that way. So just but, guess for bad luck almost that when when the Jays joined as that expansion team in 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 seventy six, as you mentioned, that they joined a team with two of the most established names in terms of the, the Yankees and Red Sox, and then the Orioles, as we've heard on this podcast la- last week from from Matt. 
um, at Matt Casbolt that the, the Orioles are in, in a good place right now. They've invested well. They've developed the young team. I still haven't had anyone from from Tampa Bay join me on the podcast. So if you're listening from Tampa, please give get in touch and and defend your team. Um, but Jason, in terms of your last few years um, living in the city and maybe longer ago in in childhood as well, has there been a particular favorite season, a favorite set of players? That, that you've enjoyed watching and cheering on the most? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I was born in, in I was born in 92, which is actually the last the Blue Jays have won two World Series in 92 and 93. So uh, from 94 to 2015, they had not made the playoffs. So I remember when in 2015, when they made the playoffs for the first time in, you know, in 21 years or so, Blue Jays like fever just completely took over the city. So it was like, well, they would never like invest in like actual like you know like top star players throughout the 2000s. And then I guess ownership gave them that opportunity. So in 2015, they went and got like R.A. Dickey and David Price, two very popular picture pitchers, and Josh Donaldson and Jose Batista. So they became like the core, uh, and Edwin Encarnacion as well, the core of the Blue Jays that were able to have that veteran experience to produce those runs. So the 2015 and 16 teams, when they went back to back to the playoffs, Mm -hmm. really, really fun to watch because they had outstanding pitching and batting. Of course, Blue Jays fans that are watching or any baseball fans watching remembers the Jose Batista bat flip against Texas Texas Rangers in the in the playoffs that remains mm-hmm. one of the Blue Jays historical moments, if you will. Uh, so that team was really really fun to watch. But the new team as well, the young guys that they have now mm-hmm. are really fun to watch as well. Just how they're developing and having those key moments is a fun so, team to watch as well. The current team. So these young guys there. Intentionals, they've been going up through the Dunedin Blue Jays and the uh, other farm teams in, in Buffalo for, for years, or is it just uh, a coincidence yeah. that these young youngsters yeah. were available at the same time? Well, yeah, some of them, like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. came up on the minors, and he's the Jays' current star. Mm-hmm. Of course, his dad, Vladimir Guerrero, was a big a big star in the uh, in the 2000s for like the LA Angels, I believe he played for. Okay. So... He's a very popular uh, player now, but so they've been able to develop well through their their farm system in Buffalo. But they also went out and got uh, Matt Chapman from the Open Athletics, who's a really, really great third baseman, and um, Kevin Kiermeyer from the Tampa Bay Rays as well. So those so they've been able to work well through both trades and building through the fire system, which is uh, what I believe uh, the general manager, Ross Shapiro, um, has been able to bring to the team since becoming general manager. Good. So um, in in terms of the season, then, Jason, what's your what's your predictions? Are you hopeful? Will this be the year that um, first time in 30 years that is a, the World Series is north of the border? Or how, how, how what are you re- really thinking? Well, let, let's be honest. Um, well, honestly, the Jays, in my personal view, and I think the view of 
a lot of baseball fans, whether Jays fans or fans of other teams, mm-hmm. they're not quite there yet. Uh, they will they make the playoffs? I think they will make the playoffs. I think they'll get probably somewhere between ninety three to probably ninety six wins, which is usually good enough to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, playoffs are a whole different thing, you know. Um, baseball is not as um, predictable as other teams in the sense that the games just play differently. Like a pitcher can, if you have a dominant pitcher, you can control the game. Or if you get a player that's hot hitting multiple hits a game, you know, they can win the game like basically themselves. So they absolutely can win the World Series. Any team once you get in the playoffs, you can win the World Series. Uh, but they have, you know, I think they have to continue focus them on putting winning streaks together against the teams in the division and not allow losing streaks. In no. baseball, it's 162 games. It's a lot it's a long of time. It's a long time. It's a lot of games. It's a lot of series. So you can't lose, you know, three, four game series against, you know, the worst, the teams with the worst records. No, you've got to make, make that advantage count. You've got to, when, when you're on form and you've got the pitcher who, who, who's on a streak, you've already got the batter who's, who's got that, that confidence. You've got to take the most of it because in cross the season as a whole, getting to the, into the playoffs is, is all that matters. And then, as you say, from there, shorter series or fewer games or anything, anything goes. So it's just yeah. about still 24th of May, uh, Wednesday, 24th of May, where you are in, in Toronto. Yeah, um, there's the game against the Rays starting in about half an hour. So will you be, how will you be following it? Will you be watching the whole game, following it via social media updates? Or how do you follow up an average game game in the season? Uh, it, so as a, as a big sports fan, I always check if I'm always out, like I have the MLB app and like, all the chase so I could see like live by score what mm-hmm. happens. Um, we always have it on TV here to watch as well. Uh, so that's how I'll be following this game. It's a critical game against, you know, a team they're trying to get ahead of. Mm-hmm. So I, I expect it'll be, it'll be a good game. I expect George Springer will have a big game tonight and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. will have a good, uh, a great game tonight. So, I hope to attend. I haven't been to a game yet this season, but I hope to attend one uh, in June, uh, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. You know, you, you never know. Hopefully, my my return to the Rogers Centre unlikely to be this year, but you, you never know. I'm sure we'll be there there again together soon. So, Jason, you've been fantastic as always. It's a pleasure talking to you. Is there anything about about baseball in Canada or baseball in Toronto that I've forgotten to ask you about that our listeners need to know about? I would say that it's, you know, it's worth an experience if you're coming from overseas to visit Toronto or you're coming from uh, America or other parts of Canada to come visit. Uh, the thing about it, the thing about the Rogers Centre is that to fans, it's always the Sky Dome. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the first name, the Sky Dome. It's got one of the best names. Locals still refer to it as the Sky Dome. Uh, baseball in Canada has just 
well and significantly. And the Jays have played a big factor in that. And a lot of kids are taking that up through um, playing baseball uh, rather than like some other sports like hockey. So baseball has really grown in Canada and in Toronto. Since we're such an international city, uh, a lot of people can come to enjoy that Canadian experience in baseball, whether, you know, baseball is popular in their own country or not. It's really just a great opportunity for everyone to come out and uh, support the Jays and support the community because we all we all love the Jays around here. They're our Canadian pride and joy in, in their representation in baseball and in the world as well in baseball. Definitely, so certainly um, giving that, that national that national and, and local spirits. My, my final question, Jason, um, in terms of ballpark food, um, I think you're, you're 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 vegan. So what are the, is there, do the Blue Jays have a have a, a vegan menu for for the vegan fans yet? I will have to check that out this season. But you know, times are changing in terms of uh, in terms of plant based movement and providing options for those pe- for those people that aren't specifically meat or dairy eaters. So I would like to think that they would keep those, you know, keep that though that in mind when uh, when they uh, when they make up their, their their menus. That that being said, it's always uh, it's always good to grab a beer during the game. Just uh, don't yeah, forget a, a, a nice uh, Canadian Moore's beer. So it's always 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 perfect to do. Yeah, don't. Yeah, the beers are expensive though, so just. <laughs> Just think about just think about that when you when you come here. But they always yeah. have Tim Hortons here as well too yeah. for uh, people who really want that Canadian experience. Right. So be careful not to spill any of your your beer or your Tim Hortons coffee because it might cost almost as much as as your ticket sometimes. So Jason, uh, thank you very much for joining me. You've been a fantastic guest and you've uh, taught me as you always do uh, a nice insight into Canadian life and uh, Canadian baseball. So to all, you can follow Jason on Instagram at jmahoney. Is that right? jmahoney360. Yep. A lot of animals, a lot of sports, a lot of travel uh, travel stories on there. So look forward to uh, seeing your request. You can find the podcast at Swollen Jaw Pod. And please remember to share and review so that other baseball fans can find us. Please get in touch if you have a story, idea or suggestion about your team that I need to know about and tune in next week to hear more about my journey into baseball.